Welcome back to We Are History. We are we're back, back John. We're back after our summer break. Very extended. Oh, you've got a lovely tan. I've been yeah, I've been out and about, sitting in the garden. Sitting on my boat. I've got a little narrow boat, as I may have mentioned. I've been had a, just had a week Show on that. Show off. He's got a boat and a garden. I, know. I haven't got a boat or a garden. Oh, I just need to just uh, be born earlier. That is <laughs> be older. Oh, yeah, damn it. <laughs> this is uh, We Are History back for our uh, second season, as we'd say in America. Hi, it's season two. Ooh, uh, someone's <laughs> been working in the States. Yeah, it's season two. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, we're the showrunners on this one. What are we doing today, Angela? Well, John, today we are going way back because, you know, I like to go way back. Yes. And uh, we are looking at the emergence of Homo sapiens. Homo sapiens. Now, we've decided, haven't we, to go with sapiens, I I think. think. uh, Yeah, we're not sure how you pronounce it, which is like one of the first Mm, things. Sapiens. I wonder how they said it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. My idea of choosing this subject was to go a subject where Angela couldn't go back and do further, you know, (laughs) background. Let's go back another thousand million years. Um, <laughs> I just like context, John. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> okay, so we're, today I'm going to be leading on this one. So apologies if I do a lot of the talking. But we are going way back in time. One thing I want to say at the outset, Angela, and I know this is, yeah. shouldn't need saying. It is obvious to anyone who knows anything about history. <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyway. Cavemen and dinosaurs were not on the earth at the same time. You know, you had your picture books and you have your Fred Flintstone. Rubbish. <laughs> Rubbish. Rubbish. They definitely were. I've seen the Flintstones. <laughs> We've Come seen on. Raquel Welsh in One Million Years BC with her fur wonder bra. That is nothing if not evidence. Imagine being a historical consultant on that film. Going, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but there was no way that humans were around. So, yeah, can we just do the seed of the pterodactyl taking off her bra again? Um in America, there's a lot of people, fundamentalist Christians, basically, who insist that, mm. you know, uh, dinosaurs and humans were walking around at the same time. Well, Americans are sensible people, John. <laughs> I, I, if, if that's what they think. But these are then... the, these are the creationists, uh, you know, the same people mm. who re- uh, sort of refute uh, Darwin and think he shouldn't be taught in schools, think it should only be taught as a theory and that the Bible is the, right. you know, the primary theory, primary evidence. There's actually uh, a place in Texas in the 30s. They discovered evidence of human footprints uh, alongside apparent dinosaur <laughs> footprints. And look, they walked on the earth at the same time. God is and love. There can't possibly be any other explanation yeah. why both the yeah. footprints would exist in the same place, can there? So this is in Glen Rose, Texas. And so so on this place, they now there's a creation evidence museum. Well, if there's a museum then I think I'm one over. Yeah. Because you don't have a museum to things that aren't true. Oh, do you, John? I mean, it's... presumably that museum is full of evidence and artefacts, right? What more do you need? So that's a very short podcast this week. It's, uh, it's been <laughs> I, t- <refuted>. I did... <laughs> <laughs> I did have a quick look at their um, website, the, the Creation Evidence Museum. Oh, yeah? Not... Doesn't seem to be a lot in the way of evidence. <laughs> You've got the Bible, though, so... Well, yeah, yes. that is your primary source. <laughs> so let's go back to, I'm going back six million years, Angela. The last... okay, that's further back than I've ever gone, John. <laughs> I just want to point that out. So that was when the last common mother of a chimp and a mm-hmm. human, our last ancestor, had two daughters. One yep. branched off to become uh, hominids and the other yep. uh, branched off to become chimps. The mutations in that little family set the course for the history of the world. Uh, can you imagine somewhere in Africa, this little family splitting in two? 
one of them's a real black sheep. Yeah, drinking PG tips. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so this uh, evolutionary path continues for millions of years, and then about uh, 3.2 million years ago, uh, Lucy was walking around in Ethiopia. It's funny, she had quite a modern name for someone so old. I know. Didn't she? Yeah, well. Yeah. She was actually named after. Her skeleton was discovered while they were listening to the radio in 1974. And Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds was playing. So they named this... Oh, is that right? ...upright walking ape, uh, Lucy. And this was a significant discovery because this ape walked upright. And that is a big deal. Okay. I know, you know... So that's that link between the the chimps and the... Yeah, yeah. Because all the other... Most of the other apes, I think all the other apes, it's fair to say, use their hands for uh, movement rather than uh, Xbox. So um, (laughs) so, uh, it's quite a big deal that, you know, we... Walking upright was a breakthrough for um, hominids because it frees up the hands for throwing stones, making tools, whatever. Right. But it had it had its drawbacks, doesn't it? I mean, for a start, that we're all plagued with back problems is sort of said to be linked yeah. to the fact that we we weren't really designed to walk upright. No Pilates back then, um, Angela. No Pilates <laughs> 3.2 million years ago. <laughs> Probably yoga, though. That mm-hmm. seems pretty old. And it also brings problems for uh, the birth of babies because, you know, if you're mm. on all fours and you give birth, your pelvis is a certain shape. Uh, but as you start yeah. to stand upright, it makes the gap in the pelvis uh, difficult, harder to give birth. And so the baby, with the, yeah. especially with our growing brains. So this is woman stuff. You should probably talk about this. Yeah, well, the, well this is, I, I'm really interested in this stuff. It's really, so we give birth when way before our babies are really ready right yeah. we, we give birth a lot earlier than most mammals in that you know you see a, a horse give birth and the foals up and trotting off and doing its own thing yeah pretty quickly pretty immediately but our babies are completely helpless yeah when yeah. they're first born the development continues outside the womb doesn't it um yeah that's it what they, they keep cooking basically yeah yeah they can't walk um, for a year <laughs> they can't feed themselves yeah, for a few feed years themselves. If they're buying a flat forget it so but what i find really fascinating so this is one of the reasons why evolutionarily speaking babies are cute i've been writing about this in my book john oh actually you're writing a book out in the spring oh make an excellent present wouldn't it just well it's an audio book so it's not a great present (laughs) you can't really unwrap it but you know the the thought that counts so babies are cute i think we'll agree generally speaking and the reason they're cute is something called baby schema is because they're so needy human babies they've had to make them so that they're really appealing to their parents so their parents don't just go and cast them off to the woods you know right okay so um the big eyes and the um big features and the sort of eyelashes and everything that's cute about a baby is designed so that we care and nurture them designed by god and same obviously um always been to the museum again but um it's the same with dogs though dogs are also said to have evolved that so going back to early humans yeah when wolves would come to human settlements and they would get fed and they evolved to look cute to humans so that humans would feed them and take care of them well how interesting so that's why dogs are so cute to us and um especially yeah, it's, it's fascinating isn't it especially cockapoos especially my cockapoo <laughs> especially <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so bipedal gait is called. Uh, but the thing about bipedal gait, it preceded the enlarged brain, like anyone cares. Right. So, listen, listeners, take this in. Bipedal gait preceded enlarged brain. They're switching off their millions, so, Angela. <laughs> so, what does that mean? That means that we were walking on two feet before our brains got bigger. Yeah. So, um, right. 
but and Lucy wasn't a human, of course. She was actually, you know, she was three foot seven tall, but she was the, she was sort of one of the missing links between apes and humans. Um, so about two and a half million years ago, the genus Homo evolved in Africa. So that's not that's not us. That's not Homo sapiens. It's Homo erectus. Oh, snigger, snigger at the back of the class. They, they were named to make it hard for female teachers to keep order in all boys' schools. <laughs> miss, miss, what they're called again? Homo ooh, ooh. erectus. Ha ha ha! So erectus because they walked upright, Angela. Uh, right. So they are um, a separate species to uh, sapiens, sapiens, sapiens. So we've still not got to us yet, have no, we? No, no, Homo no. That's erectus. not till no. half time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> and this isn't this isn't a species from which we evolved. This is a separate species of human. So, mm. just as there are many sorts of finches, goldfinch, bullfinch, yeah. you know, greenfinch, there, are, there were many sorts of humans. Um, we are just one right. sort and we come quite recent. We're quite recent, uh, but we are not. It's not a chain mm. of one evolving to the other. There was a, one doesn't turn into the no, other. It's not it? like it's that not, famous drawing no. of the sort of ape in the upright ape and the bloke with the spear. The scent of man. And the, yes, right. Yeah. And then one at the front going, turn back, turn back. They elect Donald Trump. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, this is an important thing to say that um, uh, Homo erectus is, is, is uh, just one type of human Sapiens is another type of human. They don't. It's not one turning into another. So, um, mm-hmm. but they these uh, humans did also have uh, stone tools, for example, uh, of which many survive. Right. Um, primitive flint axes, spearheads, Betamax videos, those sort of things. <laughs> so, are humans the only, we're not the only animals to use tools. No, no. Have, can you no. think of any other example there in the mm. back of the class? Birds using stones to smash open shells. I've just read that on your notes. <laughs> Very good, um, Angela. No, but yes, of course they do. And, <laughs> of um, course they do. And uh, chimps will put a stick inside an ant's nest and then lick off all the ants. Yeah. Um, and they learn, you know, they learn yeah. this off each other. There's a. Do you, I don't know if you're a fan. Like it's a very boysy thing to be into. But 2001: Space Odyssey, about opening now, 15 see, minutes. Here, John, yeah. I want to go. How dare you say it's boysy? How dare you well, say just, that? I know, but to be in, in 2020. But I can't say that because I haven't seen. <laughs> okay, well, I've seen it about 10 <laughs> times. But that yeah. sort of. Um, so the first, it's an amazing Kubrick film. If only, if you mm. only do one thing, Google the cut the famous cut in 2001 Space Odyssey. So it's for about the first 20 minutes of the film, it's all these apes uh, beating their chest and screaming. And one of them picks up this big shin bone and feels it in his hand. And then he just smashes another ape over the head with it. He's discovered a tool. He uses it as a weapon and he's king of the world. And he throws it up into the air and it turns into, in this cut, it turns into a space station. And that's sort of like the journey that mankind has made Uh... from discovering that first tool. But the point Kubrick is making is that uh, the first thing he did was smash another ape's head. Smash it, it, yeah. Which I'm not sure we would agree with now. I don't know whether um, mankind first used a tool as a weapon or first used it to gather food. Mm. Who knows? Um, maybe they, someone, another ape bowled a pine cone at him and that's how cricket got started. That's my theory. <laughs> <laughs> That's a much nicer theory. Let's go with that one, that we're all inherently violent, yeah. awful yeah. creatures. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyway, uh, t- it's two million years ago that humans um, started to spread from Africa to Eurasia, come out of Africa into the uh, Arabian Peninsula and then out of into Europe, the Middle East. 
No, and but it's still not still us, not is us, it, John? Still These not humans. Sapiens, still not us. Other ones. So they're 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 they've got tools. They've got. You've got Erectus and uh, whole load of them. the other There's ones. A whole load of them. There's uh, quite a lot, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got written. I wrote them down here somewhere. So we've got uh, Homo habilis, meaning you know has a house. Homo mm-hmm. rudolfensis, Homo heidelbergis, named after his lager that they drank. Uh, <laughs> Homo denisova. Um, so lo- loads, loads of uh, loads of other ones. Uh, and um, they're spreading all the way to China. So, the, the, you know, in, in China, they found Peking Man, uh, this skeleton. No, not Peking Tom, Peking Man. <laughs> no, no, Peking, Peking Man, found in Peking. They found their remains all the way from the Iberian Peninsula to Java. So they spread right out, these other species, before we came along. Wow. And then they discovered fire. 300,000 years ago, they reckon they start to use fire regularly. That's relatively recently then, isn't it? If you're, you know... Yeah. The humans are going back six million years. Well, that's, well, well. But only eight. in the last 300, yeah. well, eight, sorry, yeah, um, yeah. two million years. And then in the last 300,000 years, they've used fire. Yeah. Fire. Are you do, like when you discover fire, how do you, I mean, uh, this is one of those questions, isn't it? It's like saying, how do people discover drinking milk? But, uh, or making cheese or whatever. But I suppose uh, lightning strikes a tree quite, and there's um, a fire, there's natural fire occurring. And then they discover that the animals that got burnt oh, in the forest fire are, easy, are easier to tasted eat. Tasted quite nice. Yeah, they thought, oh, mm, roasted venison, yum. Mm, so I, I can see how that yeah, might have... Uh, I suppose, yeah, yeah, it does make um, sense. But the fire was a big breakthrough because um, it takes loads and loads of energy to digest food. Uh, and a, and a right. chimp will spend hours and hours digesting uh, their any meat they eat. But when we cook meat or any other food... It's much easier to digest and it, uh, it frees up calories uh, for the human brain. So right. the hu- our human brain takes 25% of our body's energy when, it, when our body is at rest. And other apes, only 8% of their energy goes into their brain. So using less energy digesting your food freed up calories for thinking. You mm. never get an ape doing I'm a, a bit upset to find that the human brain takes 25% of our body's energy when at rest. And I get, well, I should be thin then because <laughs> I think a lot. A, it's quite upsetting. Um, so. But um, yeah, so, the, so our brains got bigger because we didn't have to use all our energy on, on digesting. And uh, cooking cooking also meant we could, you know, clear whole forests and, and uh, go through you know, set fire to forest, go through eating all the charcoal badgers that have been left behind or whatever. So basically they set fire to grassland and then go and eat the... Go and eat what was in there. This is a theory. We don't know about this. Uh, this is barbecuing on a massive yeah, this scale. There's no uncommon where it says no barbecues. You know, this is... This is that's, <laughs> that's just why. So, um, uh, and the Neanderthals, they, have, they emerged in Europe and the Middle East about half a million years ago. They had fire. Uh, they mm-hmm. had a bigger brain than us, in fact, bigger brain than humans, and uh, they were bigger than us. Other uh, interesting things about Neanderthals is that they uh, they've discovered that Neanderthals with serious injuries continue to live on after uh, they endured that break or whatever, which suggests mm-hmm. uh, family groups caring for uh, you know members of the tribe or whatever who were of no use or. Uh, were a burden so so that people weren't just discarded yeah. they were nursed so, so you get the sense to... of uh care, caring and community i suppose yeah from those from that the Anatoles didn't however engage in trade so they were brexit voters uh 
<laughs> um, no, so there's no sense. Of... Well, you know, I've been to a Weatherspoons and um... <laughs> so it speaks for itself. No, but um... they say they're not sure whether they they interbred the Neanderthals and the Homo sapiens. But I think anyone who's been to a Weatherspoons would be able to yeah, answer yeah. that question. Yeah, you've, we've all woken up next. Actually, I think that's a bit mean to the Neanderthals. We've all woken it, up really? next to a Neanderthal. We've all been to those student parties to go. What did I do last <laughs> night? Um, so no, the um, Neanderthals, you know, made tools, but there's no sense that they were swapping tools around different parts of uh, Eurasia. At this point, about uh, 200,000 years ago, we've got all these different sorts of humanids walking around, Homo erectus, you know, Homo neanderthalis. When t- 200,000 years ago in Africa, in East Africa, a new sort of human evolves, Homo Ooh. sapiens. Dun, 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 dun. Evolved in somewhere like Kenya or Ethiopia or the Rift Valley or whatever. Along mm. comes us, evolved on a Thursday. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> a Thursday. A Thursday. Uh, we'll take a break there. You're going to okay. want to know what happens to Homo sapiens and whether they make it. Uh, so we get off. <laughs> we have a short interval while man make fire and woman cook meat. <laughs> Vegan woman cook meat? <laughs> Don't think so. <laughs> All right, catch you after the break. <laughs> See you in a bit. Welcome back to We Are History. We're talking about Homo sapiens, the emergence of humans. And, yes. Um, I've moved room, Angela. My, my... You've moved room. Your Wi-Fi was yeah, shocking in the is, first this half, is, this John. Is, this is not a problem that the early, early sapiens ever had. But recording their podcast with difficult Wi-Fi during a pandemic is a challenge. <laughs> in, in a lot of ways, John, we have it a lot harder than we the do. original Homo we sapiens. Do. They never thought I'd about it. So, so <laughs> it was 100,000 years ago. All these species of humans were all existing at the same time. All, uh, you know, as I said before. But crucially, dinosaurs are dinosaurs not. Dinosaurs are not around, despite what you saw, <laughs> you know, despite what the Christians read in the gospel according to Fred Flintstone. Um, <laughs> different species of human walking around, uh, only one of which survives today. And that is a very rare situation mm. in the history of uh, uh, life on Earth or the history of humankind is that there's only it's like there'd be only one finch, as I said, or, yeah. or only, uh, you know, one species. One of, species of, of dog yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Sapiens means wise, sapiens. I mean, that's Dur- you know, out debatable, on that one. isn't it? But <laughs> depends on who you're comparing it yeah. to. Although these are all different species, as we said uh, before the break, there is DNA evidence that we did interbreed a little bit with the Neanderthals. Ah. We had a lot to drink. <laughs> um, now this is—I I always get this mixed up, and I might get it wrong here because I haven't got it in my notes. But so it's your different species can interbreed. Well, technically they, not. Different. Technically not. So, oh right, so species can't. But yeah. So 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 a, 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 oh, a, a donkey and a horse can breed to make a mule, but mules can't have babies. So that are infertile. So that yeah. makes them separate species. Whereas a goldfinch won't breed with a greenfinch. Uh, but we did right. we did have a little bit of nookie with this rather. Right. He he looked handsome and big. This big Neanderthal man and uh, Derek had just left. <laughs> it was a difficult time. He was listening, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, so I suppose... Oh, she was vulnerable, John. <laughs> she was vulnerable. But um, it does make us... And they do think that maybe Chinese and Korean sapiens interbred with Erectus. So right. um, so it does make us... You know, you don't, probably don't want to get too deep into this, but it does make us slightly different species, you know, of humans around the world. So there's one for your racists. Mm. 
Um, oh dear. Um, <laughs> but uh, so 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 the the question then is why are we the only ones to survive? Uh, why did the mm. other all the other hominids die out? And the so you're Erectus, you're Habalus, yeah, you're Rodolphensis, yeah, yeah. you're Heidelbergus. Heidelbergus. Why did Heidelbergus not make yeah. it? And Sapiens did. Um, mm. So did we replace them violently? Did we interbreed with them, uh, uh, or did mm -hmm. we make their habitat, you know, uh, in you know, uh, did we get all the food and all that, and did we sort of make them starve their way out? Yeah. So it seems that even though Neanderthals were bigger and stronger than us, had bigger brains than us, they didn't have that cooperating thing that we developed. So, mm. um, as I said, there was no trade, and it suggests that we learned to work as teams in a way that other right. uh, humans didn't. I mean. So they stuck to their sort of community, their small communities, yeah. whereas I suppose we learned to trade and to sh uh, share skills yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, so, I mean, yeah. early on, you know, humans were in the middle of the food chain, uh, mostly a gatherer. So that image of us all mm. hunting a mammoth, that's very, very rare. Most of the time we'd be eating insects mm. and eating grubbing for roots. Uh, they, they think that feeding on bone marrow might have been our niche thing. So when the big, oh. scary lions and jackals had sort of brought down a mammoth uh we'd wait for them all to finish and then we'd go along and break go get, and then pick out the oh, yummy bit in the middle angela oh, oh lovely have some of that a bit of my bone marrow we were basically nature's tramps <laughs> weren't we just coming and picking through the rubbish at the end of the day see what's left Shout, go through the shouting bins shouting at passers-by <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but look what they've left that's good yeah, that. don't, we'll don't that. waste that that's, what a don't waste. waste that marrow you can make a nice <laughs> stop with that <laughs> So, so I must have told you, I think I've even said this on the podcast before, but when my mum had her new hip, uh, she said to the she said to the doctor, can I have the bone for my dog, the old hip bone? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, madam. She was such a waste. She threw the bone away. Could have made lovely stuff with that. Could have given it to the dog. <laughs> Honestly. Well, one thing you don't want to yeah. do is give your dog a taste for your well, bones. No, I would have thought that. I wouldn't have thought. Punch the golden retriever would have been very confused, I think. <laughs> um, so that's what we're hardwired to do which is walk around and walk around all for hours and hours a day eating you know grubs and roots and plants and mm. so you know we belong in the open air walk around that's why there are massive viewing figures for country file basically because we're going that's, <laughs> Makes that's where i should be it should be out there walking on the downs rubbing around in the ground yeah, yeah yeah so amazing when i went to australia last year and we had i went out to uh uluru in the middle you know formerly airs mm. rock and we got a talk from an aboriginal uh, guide and he described his grandfather going out and hunting a kangaroo and so and the mm. more this guy talked, I realised that his grandfather had been a hunter-gatherer in the Stone Age, effectively. He had... Uh, Uluru, Central Australia, was so many days' travel from sort of Melbourne or Sydney that he was completely isolated. Mm. They still lived the same basic life that was being lived, you know, thousands of years ago before the rest of the world turned up. He described yeah. how the grandfather went out... Uh, Caught, uh, spent days uh, days tracking this kangaroo, killed it with a boomerang or whatever, cut open uh, his stomach to drink the liquid, the brine from the stomach, then tucked the limbs inside the uh, stomach, carried this kangaroo all the way back to the camp, which was a day's walk in a hot sun, collapsed in exhaustion wow. while they all carved up the kangaroo, cooked it and saved a bit for him. And that was that wow. was in his that was in this, you know, the past hundred years. And that was. That basic hunter-gatherer Stone Age lifestyle was still continuing in one part of the world, which I thought was quite amazing, really. That's incredible. 
that's what humans did for thousands of years ago. Then around 70,000 years ago, now I'm getting into that book, the Yuval Noah Harari one, Sapiens. Um, he puts forward this great theory about the invention of fiction. And that is mm. why humans were able to work in groups bigger than 150. So if you're in a school or in a factory, you can just about make it work, you know, with trust of those people and wanting the respect of the people you work with. When you get bigger yeah. and you've got a thousand people working together, you can't just say, yeah. well, I'm doing this because Derek's a good bloke and I depend on him. You've got to start believing yeah. in something bigger. You've got to believe in the gods or my tribe versus their tribe or a bigger concepts than uh, just... Us. So his theory is, isn't it, that these sort of, well, he calls them fictions, these sort of yeah. constructs, I suppose, of society yeah. that aren't yeah. real are put in place, yeah. that aren't, yeah. you know, tangible, real things. They're things that yeah. we've, that exist. Well, we've invented uh, countries, we've invented money, we've invented yeah. uh, religions, uh, nationalities. These are all constructs. Yeah. Uh, and they've been very useful to motivate us or sometimes to divide us. Yeah. But this is what is unique among humans and, ho sorry, among Homo sapiens, I should say, to, yeah. to, to differ differentiate us from the Neanderthals or Homo erectus. We had this concept of loyalty or concept of uh, religion, mm -hmm. which meant that cooperation could happen across huge numbers of humans. Yeah. Um, and that was the beginning of the the behavioral modernity is what I, uh, I read in another book. Uh, mm. Humans, that's really the beginning of history, really, because everything up to this point is DNA, hardwired to do it. It's anthropology, biology and anthropology it's biology. Yeah. But after that, it's, humans start making choices and coming up with notions and fictions. And that's mm. when history starts, I think. You start to have the burial of the dead, art, probably folk music, Angela. But isn't there, there is evidence that art and music existed before right in Neand I, there's, there's some yeah, evidence yeah. that neanderthal humans um yes, created jewelry and and yeah. art and and i don't know if neanderthals I, I might be i'm not sure if we do know that i, uh, maybe... I was reading about it they, oh, okay. they um there is evidence of some art that dates to ne that period where homo oh, really? sapiens okay. weren't there okay and also um there's I read something about that. Well, there's some controversy about it, but a bone flute that they've attributed wow. to Neanderthals, but they're not entirely sure. That no one, there's no consensus that that's what it is. Um, oh, but I hate bone flute. I hate the bone flute. Yes. I never give buskers. When buskers are, when buskers are doing bone flute, I never give them anything. I remember learning this from my linguistics days that Neanderthals, the way that their palate and vocal tract is, meant yes. that they wouldn't be able to make the sounds that we're able to make so they're it's gonna be grunts I it would have been grunts. yeah um they're, they're yeah basically so i'm not sure how you know i don't think they were doing concertos and um no no know. but as you say they were they were sophisticated <laughs> yeah the myth is the other thing that uh yuval noah harari talks about mm. the invention of myth mm. and so you know uh, believing that the sun was conscious or that you know uh that there was there were gods, you know, that were that were guiding us or uh, controlling us. It is. I know in his book, I I didn't finish it, John. I'll be honest, I didn't. I found I found I it frustrating. It. I it. Um, I think one of the things uh, I know a lot of his theories have been sort of argued with since he wrote it. Um, yeah. but I think the sort of the whole idea of the the myths and the fictions makes a lot of sense. And they yeah. are fictions, yes, like money's a fiction. But I don't, yeah. it, it's not like we've all bought into this collective thing without, a, like we have no choice but buy into it because if not, we'd 
we die, right? Sure. So it's while it, it it sort of is a fiction, but it isn't really, is it? Because the fact is, yeah. But if a, I don't have money, a... I would starve to death because yeah, I am I mean, operating a... in that system. Yeah, but you know, uh, water, rocks, cows—they yeah. are—they are tangible. Yeah. Uh, the concept of France, you know, that's just made up. Yeah. Oh, no, so, I get, I get uh, that, but I think it's the sort of, the way he writes, he makes it sound like we've all been hoodwinked into this big kind of Yeah, I think we've way. consciously made that choice. But, well, we have no choice, really, do we? Otherwise, we wouldn't, it's survival it, yeah, in, so, the, in the system we're in, I suppose. So you're saying you're forced to believe in it. So I've got this money. I think you. Sh- I think you should invest this money with me. And yeah. this, this. First right, thing I want to say is it's not. It's, it's not a pyramid scheme. That's the first thing I'm going to say. I'm in, John. You've got a trustworthy face. I've always said it. So did did we go around killing the Neanderthals, or did we did humans survive because they were so violent? Because you do look at you know other anthropologists and sociologists have looked at modern human capabilities of genocide mm. or war. Mm. I know I always bang on about Newfoundland, but. It's yeah. quite an interesting place in that it's one of the few places on earth where a complete genocide took place. That's right. Yes, um, with the um, and But the, the genocide wasn't, I think it was violent in part over land yeah. and territory and things yeah. like that. But part of it was also just, not just, but it was that as European settlers came in and took over or sort of moved into villages, the the yeah. native Aboriginal people were moved inland where there wasn't a food supply and there wasn't yes. fishing. Yes, this might be what that. happened with the Neanderthals. Yeah. That they were not able to cope with the Ice Age and that they were, the humans were much more adaptive mm-hmm. and much, as we've seen now, that humans can live from, from Alaska to the Sahara. Um, so that might be why we survived. Yeah. Um, but the... The, the other book you're talking about by Rutger Bregman, the uh, human kind, he talks about empathy and cooperation between humans. Yeah. And uh, that the fact that we were able to work in teams and uh, look out for one another and uh, empathize with a total stranger, you know, and yeah. um, and help people we'd never met before uh, might be what something that's hardwired into us that's made us that's what's made us one of the uh, things the, the ultimate species. i loved in that book was the the real life lord of the flies story that he told yes you know Amazing. that um so obviously if you read lord of the flies it shows very quickly how humans descend into chaos and violence and just being i was in horrific. i was jack i play i played jack in the school play did you did the you? baddie yeah. <laughs> what but when it did happen it was um where what samoa was it or somewhere off yeah, it was like Samoa. Yeah, yeah. it was the sort of uh, Pacific Islands. It was a Pacific yeah. Islands uh, somewhere, and and the, these boys were shipwrecked, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, and um, and, and eighteen months or something crazy yeah, like that—a yeah. really long time—and they just and they cooperated. They just and didn't. Survived. They didn't turn into savages. Yeah, they turned, you know, they they looked out for each other and they looked after each other, and um, and then they got back to wherever it was mm. and were arrested for nicking the boat. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because they were all at school together, weren't they? And they'd stolen yeah. a boat, or they'd gone off on a it boat. Was, it was. It was a high class bunk off, is what mm. I was saying. It was like, shall we, shall we go into town and push <laughs> tr- trolleys down the multi story car park? Theirs was a the whole other level. <laughs> I don't think they intended to be shipwrecked for eighteen months, but no, sure. <laughs> no, but it, but it was classy. It was classy. Yeah. So humans started to replace uh, or interbreed with um, other, all the other humans, mm-hmm. the other species of human. Spreading right out, developing boats. So 45,000 years ago, um, 
Homo sapiens uh, settled Australia, which is an incredible achievement. If you yeah. think about going down that Indonesian archipelago and Just landing getting on Australia. there, yeah. From and that this is the uh, first mass extinction. So when the humans arrived in Australia, mm-hmm. we basically killed all the megafauna there. There were huge, huge marsupials, you know, uh, much bigger than anything that exists today. And, and presumably with species. no predators, really. If, if no, no natural massive... predators at that point. Yeah. 16,000 years ago, humans crossed the Bering Straits into the Americas. Mm-hmm. Evolution starts to go backwards in some states, <laughs> I think. <in> <laughs> Do you know when humans turned up in New Zealand, Angela? No. Was it much more recently? It was 800 years ago. No way. Amazing. Yeah, it was during the Black Death. It was around then. That was when the Maoris first got to, they came from the other side. They came across the Polynesian route. So they came sort of the Easter Island, Fiji, Polynesian. And they didn't turn up to the 1350, they reckon, which I thought was amazing. But New Zealand's a relatively new, I mean, I remember being there a few years ago and being told how, Basically, there's the um, just off Auckland. There's the big volcano, volcanic island. I can't oh, remember right. what it's called. Yeah. But how the Maoris basically had not long arrived, and they watched it, sort of erupting, or, or just sort of form this volcano because oh, really? um, wow. it's it like as I said to someone there, like we've got pubs older than their volcanoes. <laughs> That's right. Well, a lot older than Maori culture. Well, you know? yeah. So, you know, so Tower of London was built before the Maoris arrived in. Um, in New is Zealand, it? which is amazing. Yeah, that is. But, they, but this show that humans were sort of still spreading around as, as you know, uh, as we developed. So very recent, it's actually incredibly recently that the last human species, non, non-sapiens species died out, which was mm. 13,000 years ago. Right. Uh, which is the same time that we were farming and, you know, uh, developing cultures in the, in the Middle East. Mm. And this is a, a, a species called Homo florensiensis. Right. Now, this was only discovered about... Uh, 15 years ago, this there was a thing, I don't know if you remember the stuff in the paper about the Hobbit. There was the, the Hobbit, Hobbit, Hobbit human discovered yeah, and yeah. it's in the island of Flores in Indonesia. Three foot high they wow. were. And uh, they reckoned when they were finally contacted by other humans, they were patronised to death. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, would, they would turn up and go, hello, son, is your mum and dad around? Like, I'm 37. And they, they had slightly flatter foreheads and that's from all the humans patting them on the head. That's <laughs> a good lad. <laughs> but they hunted ma- they hunted mammoths, but their mammoths were dwarf as well because everything on this island. Well, that's cheating. Were, yeah, <laughs> everything had evolved to be smaller because if you have a smaller food supply, then, then you're evolution smaller. favors yeah. yeah favors those with a lower appetite, and so everything got smaller and smaller on Flores. Wow. And, and then finally, the bloody Homo sapiens turn up, then they're they're done. But here's a really interesting thing about this: is that in local folklore to this day, mm. there was tales of. Uh, a race of tiny men that lived in, in the, uh, off on the island. Oh. So down the 13,000 years, folklore had survived the tales of these men. Uh, wow. And then we found archaeological evidence of it. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? That is really cool. Yeah. It was all in the, I did a piece about it in The Guardian many years ago, but um, I was quite excited to read about that again because yeah. I forgot all about it. So the bottom line is that it's a very, very tiny period of history that Homo sapiens... Uh, have been the only species of human kicking around. If life on Earth was a 24-hour clock, humans appeared about one minute to midnight. Uh, The Industrial Revolution is one second to midnight. Wow. Any way you look at it, it's all nearly over. (laughs) It's very close to midnight. (laughs) The future, 
the future they think that the um, apes will rise up and take over and Charlton <laughs> Heston will see the Statue of Liberty on the beach <laughs> and he'll sink to, his, sink to his knees in the waves and go, you maniacs, you blew it up, god damn you, god damn you, all the hell. That is what scientists think is going to be the future. I, I think that sounds like a more promising future than the one that where we all die in a nuclear war because Trump gets upset by something Iran says. Um, well, I think that's what leaves the Statue of Liberty half burnt on the beach <laughs> oh. for Charlton Heston to discover. So, oh. um, so there we have it. That's that's the, the whole of, of human sapiens. history. That's basically our podcast done, then, isn't it? Oh no, we've got first one of the series. We just realised <laughs> we've done it all. Done human history now. What next? Oh no, disaster! That was a big tactical mistake by us. <laughs> Oh, I think we should say a little um, thank you to everyone that's tweeted us and stuff while yes. we've been off We've had some air. lovely that's messages a, of we, a, we miss you. And... Yeah, really nice. Um, and not all from and... my mum, which is even better. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah. and we've had lots of really good suggestions for podcast episodes as well. So we are keeping a list and we will eventually. We are, and we're going to do them. one that someone suggested because someone suggested Watergate and we're going to do that next week. We are going to do that next week. Absolutely. So, so uh, yeah, we'll give you a name check. I'll look it up who it was on Twitter. Brilliant. But um, thank you, Spike, our producer. Thank you, Angela, for listening to me go on about sapiens and cavemen and Fred Flintstone. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to book myself a little holiday to Texas. So I hear there's a good museum. Yeah, amazing. Mm. Yeah, well, God has guided you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all from We Are History this week. Uh, we'll be back with something a little more up to date uh, next week. But in the meantime... Uh, keep reviewing. Keep oh, yes, do give us tweeting. five stars on iTunes. Five stars um, on Uber. It really on Uber. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it does and, uh, help it get us up the old uh, rankings the old and chart. more. Li- yeah, and do yeah. tweet about it and tell your friends or whatever because um, yeah, we want as many people to listen as want to. Uh, all right, that's it. Update. See you next time on We Are History. Let the music play out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>